Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. There's something else to watch, two men at the highest level battle, and one may be favored over the other, but you never know what's going to happen, and, and that's, what, that's why boxing is the way it is. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. He comes on Damner Parpedo's full steam ahead. Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk and WBC TV. Often imitated, but never duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am your ever so modest host. I'm also a four-time Golden Gloves champion and an award-winning boxing writer. So supposedly, I know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? I've always found out the average fans has a different insight. So if you'd like to impart, you can. Here's the toll-free phone line. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the Guilt-free, no-commitment text line. You can text us here in the studio. We've got a two-hour show, of course, two hours live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, of course, uh, Channel 217. I keep going and going. Of course, Vive TV, the new Vive TV network, got that rock and rolling with WBC TV. So we're all over the planet as far as video and audio is concerned. My name is Pedro Fernandez. For the next two hours, I hope to bring you the... Uh, a nice story about the end of Manny Pacquiao. We'll hear about Manny Pacquiao. Of course, Manny Pacquiao got old overnight. No, he didn't get old overnight. That's what somebody said to me. He got old overnight. The last time he looked pretty good. Well, the last time was two years ago. And when you're 41 or 42 years old, he's 42 years old. When you're 42 years old and you're a paid pugilist, guess what? It could be here today and gone tomorrow. Straight up, that's what happened to Manny Pacquiao. As last night he was beaten by, I don't want to say an average fighter, but... An ordinary fighter, Jordi Urgus. We'll talk about that in depth. We're bringing Kenny Rainford, lots of things to talk about, and we'll hear from Manny Pacquiao as well. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, hey you knew that. Dave 
single from Wendy's made with fresh, never-frozen beef has the power to blow your mind. But now that the Dave single is buy one, get one for a buck, as well as the spicy or classic chicken sandwich and the spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, Wendy's BOGO for $1 deal is going to blow your mind and your speakers. Get these faves. BOGO $1 only at Wendy's. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo or any other offer. The double play! It's baseball season, and you're ready to go all out. So you ordered the essentials to make game day a success. Like a jersey, a power recliner, and a bigger screen. And you used your Bank of America customized cash rewards credit card. Choosing to earn 3% cash back on online shopping. Rewards that you put toward an essential piece of the celebration. An air horn. Apply for yours at bankofamerica.com slash more rewarding. Copyright 2021, Bank of America Corporation. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours. Any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? going through a divorce. Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, 800-306-1760, that's 800-306-1760. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Man, if you thought Manny Pacquiao lost by uh, the scorecards, let's put it this way. I'll put it to you. I'll readdress that. If you thought Manny Pacquiao's fight with Jordi Urgis last night was close, you're wrong. Bottom line is, Urgis ran away from it. He just ran away from Manny Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao's talking about cramps in his legs, things like that. Bottom line is, he was 42 years old. I mean, here's a guy that turned professional in 1995 at 106 pounds. I mean, more power to him. He's been around a long time. When I met him, 2001, he had one jogging suit to his name. He was a champion here in town. I think he was fighting Agapito Sanchez. Of course, Sanchez bit him or butted him. I mean, Sanchez was the dirtiest player in the game. In fact, had Marty Dink had not been the referee that night, uh, it might have been a bad night for Manny Pacquiao. But anyway, bottom line is, when I met him that first day, it was like a couple days before the fight, he was staying at the Holiday Inn on 
8th Street here in San Francisco. And I went into the bathroom. I was going to use the bathroom, went into the bathroom. And, and he had one little Manny Pacquiao jogging suit hanging in the bathroom. That's all he had to his name. I mean, he had no money. Basically, he was the IBF, I think, 122-pound champion at the time, having beat, beaten the Wobbit in an upset uh, earlier. But the bottom line was nobody knew much about Manny Pacquiao. But they were going to use him. And the fact that he had a big Filipino base to sell tickets here in San Francisco because Floyd Mayweather was in the main event. And Floyd couldn't, Floyd couldn't sell 10 tickets maybe. Well, Floyd could sell 10 tickets if his family bought tickets. Not too many people want to buy Floyd Mayweather tickets. Yeah, I know he sells out this and he sells out that. But for the most part, he's not doing the selling. Most people are coming to see him get whipped. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Anyway, bottom line is Manny Pacquiao now 62-8. and eight, A couple of draws, 39 KOs. Mr. Ugas. Um... Not a very good fighter, just an, an average fighter. And, and here's what's with, with, in size. Size matters in two things, remember? Pornography and combat sports. This was combat sports. So size was a big thing here. And when you give up four and a half inches or four inches in height to a Cuban, and Cubans have got all these little different boxing quirks and tricks and all that kind of good stuff. I mean, so it's like, yikes. You're trying to solve all these different problems at the same time. And this is get Manny Pacquiao bit off way too much at the age of 42. And, of course, losing last night, the scores were 116-112 twice. That's 8-4 to four in rounds. Maybe that's close to it, close to the reality of it. And one judge had it 115, 113. Patricia Jarman had seven to five in rounds. That's a little closer than I think the fight was indicative. Bottom line is, here's Mandy Pacquiao post-fight. Assess your performance tonight against Jordani Sugas. My performance right tonight is uh, not really 100% because uh, it happened at second, third round. I have um, a cramping my my both legs. Uh, I cannot move. So if my legs, I think if my legs that not this is not hurt, uh, I can outbox him by you know moving past by side by side. But happened that uh, my my legs stuck. So you've had that issue before, Manny, but not at age 42. How much was age a factor tonight? Oh. um Big factor, but uh, you know, it just happened that my legs are uh, uh, cramping uh, tight. So it was hard to make adjustments against Jordanis Ugas tonight. Do you regret taking this fight on short notice? I'm not regret that. That's boxing. I'm a fighter, so um, that's boxing. It happened that way. How will this performance influence your decision to either come back to the ring or retire? Um, right now, probably thinking about retirement. What is it about tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not uh, closing this. Uh, it's not a percentage. It's 60-40. There's also a political career for you that awaits you, but you've given boxing fans over two decades of your life. Uh, what's your message to them if this is your, your final hurrah as a fighter? Um... I want to thank the fans, the boxing fans, for always uh, praying for us, supporting us. And I know that uh, um, there's a lot of uh, fighters, uh, young fighters right now. Um, I think uh, what I have done in boxing, uh, at least uh, I contributed uh, um, a record in boxing, in boxing history for how many decades? Manny, I want to thank you on behalf of all fight fans for your over two decades, the eight titles you won in different weight classes, for fighting the best over every weight class that you were in, five-time lineal champion. 
We wish you the best. Thank you. Figure Manny Pacquiao to win the next Philippine president. No doubt, presidency, no doubt about that. Of course, President Duarte and him are going back and forth. Manny says, what happened to the millions upon millions of dollars we set aside for uh, these vaccines, for the coronavirus vaccines? Of course, nobody's getting them in the Philippines. Less than 10% of the population has been vaccinated. Speaking of vaccinated, um, I want to mention this before we go to the break. You know, not getting vaccinated is sort of like, like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. You know, you're going to land, but eh, how are you going to land? Bottom line is, if you take the vaccine, for the most part, you got a chance of not dying. And there's friends of mine that have died, and, and I can mention them, Eddie Cotton and people like this, that wish they had the vaccine. This was a couple of year, a year and a half ago. He wishes he had the vaccine. People wish they had the vaccine. The people have passed on. The people have been, had their lungs destroyed in this sense. So I'm imploring everybody out there to please go get vaccinated. Now, back to Manny Pacquiao real quick. Um, there's never been a fighter, or there hasn't been a fighter since Muhammad Ali that has the, the worldwide impact that Manny Pacquiao has. Yeah, I know Mike Tyson's, you know, scared people in 160 countries and this and that. But Manny Pacquiao was the humanitarian of humanitarians. He just was. I mean, a congressman, a senator, and he's going to be soon president of the Philippines unless Duarte has him killed. And Larry Merchant says that's not a smart thing for Duarte to do. But but, uh, um, President Marcos, uh, President Marcos killed Nino uh, Aquino. When he stepped off the plane in the Philippines, coming back from the United States to challenge him for the presidency. So it's not beyond Philippine presidents to whack out their, their opposition. So what I'm trying to tell Manny Pacquiao is that you probably should tread lightly and probably have yourself a good American security force. When I say American security force, the reason why I say that is you don't want these guys getting compromised over there in the Philippines, getting bought out in this kind of stuff. Because the bottom line is that's the way you penetrate people's uh, executive protection details. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of box and MMA. Not writing Manny Pacquiao off and like, you know, he was uh, uh, horrible last night. I mean, he just wasn't even palatable last night. I guess that's the way to put it. He wasn't horrible, but he wasn't palatable either. And to watch him struggle like that against a guy that, and I'm not knocking Yordi. Yeah, I am knocking Yordi. Yordi, I don't think, could have won the Golden Gloves here. I, mm, sorry, sorry. I mean, bottom line is I didn't think he was that good of a fighter. And in or out of the ring. And, you know, the bottom line is size matters. And he was a bigger welterweight. He stood about three and a half, four inches taller than Manny Pacquiao. When you stand that much taller than a guy, and the guy's old to begin with, in other words, old guys like David Tua. Remember David Tua, the, the throwing Samoan? I called him when he got fat, the slowing Samoan. Why? Because he was like five foot ten. Like Mike Tyson, five foot ten. In order to fight those big dudes, he had to double jab his way in and close the distance. But when he get, when he was two hundred ten pounds, he could do that. But when he was two hundred twenty five pounds, he couldn't do it. Okay. Bottom line is, age and weight came back to haunt Manny Pacquiao last night. Hey, I'm not trying to say rest in peace, but he's been great for the game. There's no doubt about it. But who will be the next Philippine superstar? Not need, no need to donair. Of course, he's lived in Manny Pacquiao's like rearview mirror for a long time. He is the current WBC 118-pound champion, having taken that title on quite an upset a few months ago at the age of 38 years old. But no need to donair. The Filipino flash, not quite. Manny Pacquiao, the rage. I mean, Manny Pacquiao, give him what he, give, say what you want about him. But the bottom line is, at the end of the day, he gave it his all every time out. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. WBC TV, of course, come WBC TV as well, coming to you live on Vive TV, the Vive TV network. Of course, I want to thank the Jackmans, both Danielle and John Jackman. Of course, John Jackman was on last week's show. You can check that out on the archives. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Just like you said you would. Hey, I know that enough is 
Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Hey travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I- I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. With so much uncertainty, uh, just play it safe. I mean... If, if you are vaccinated, still you have to be cautious and wear the mask. I mean, there's no hurry. Uh, we have lived a great life, and there's so many uh, happy moments ahead in everyone's future. Just uh, let this pass. Be intelligent. Get your vaccine. Wear your mask. Protect your family. Protect your loved ones, your friends. 
and uh, we will together make it out. This is so unfair to have someone go through a process and then the guy next to you ignore it and then be buying to go to a hospital and die. Mm. So many beautiful, dear people uh, who did not have the option to have a vaccine passed away. Okay. So many people have suffered all over the world. We should all work together. And if you have a different belief, then okay, but stay home. Don't go out and don't, don't, don't be part of the continuation of a new wave. Mauricio Suleiman, president of the World Boxing Council. Of course, the WBC sponsors the show, and this is WBC TV. My name is Pedro Fernandez, of course. On the undercard last night, a couple of old guys going at it, probably Rocky versus Rocky, but neither guy could punch. Rocky Stallone, I'm talking about uh, the movie character, of course, Sylvester Stallone, um, Rocky Balboa. But the bottom line is Robert Guerrero, I'm going to say he deserved a win last night, no doubt about that. 37-6-1 now, uh, 20 KOs, of course, the former champion at 126, 130, 135 pounds. He won titles at multiple weights. Of course, the big upset over Andre Berto put him in the spotlight and put him in a position to fight Floyd Mayweather, Mayweather a few years ago for some big money. He made the big bucks. He came back in a comeback fight last night against David or uh, Victor Ortiz. And Victor Ortiz is famous for getting sucker punched by Floyd Mayweather. Of course, he fouled Mayweather and then dropped his guard and got sucker punched as a counter, as a counter uh, effort from Floyd. And, of course, I thought it was righteous. A lot of guys thought it was just a cheap shot. I didn't think so at all. Bottom line is if a guy fouled me and then dropped his hands, I'd crack him. Anyway, bottom line is Victor Ortiz, I interviewed him, I guess, about, I, can't, I would say about 2004, I mean, to maybe 2008, somewhere around there. Well, it seems like a long, long time ago. It was at the San Jose Civic Auditorium, or no, the uh, San Jose uh, Arena. And I was talking about boxing because he says, I don't know if I want to be in this a long time. I, mean, I don't know if I want to be. He was holding a piece of ice up to his head. I don't know if I want to be taking these punches, kind of punches and this and that. Well, when it comes to Victor Ortiz, it's not hard to to outwill Victor, Victor Ortiz. That's just it. If you can outwill him, you can beat him. In other words, talent-wise, he's got good talent. He had good talent in his prime, no doubt about that. But he didn't have the will to win. He didn't have the will to sit down and dedicate himself and go 1,000% at it. You know what I mean? Like screaming about a few bruises from a, a four-round fight back in the day. Come on, man. If you're bitching and, and crying about four-round fights, you're probably not going to make it at the 12-round level. And, of course, he did fail when he finally stepped up to do the 112, 100 uh, for the 12-round level, the upper the championship rounds. Bottom line is Robert Guerrero, the kid from Gar Garlic Capital of the World. When you drive down Highway 101, you can smell Gilroy, California. I kid you not. I mean, a lot of times you can smell, like, for the cow manure and things like that when you're going down the highway in California. But Gilroy has a unique smell because it is the garlic capital of the world. And it, smells no it smells nothing but garlic, no doubt about that. Looks like Oscar Valdez, one of my favorite guys, of course, the WBC 130-pound champion, the linear world 130-pound champion, unbeaten, the uh, was it, Olympian and a WB 126-pound title holder, September 10th. Um, he's going to take on a guy that he fought in the Pan Am Games. It's going to September 10th on in Tucson, Arizona, on ESPN. Bob Arum will be promoting that, and um, I'm going to get a little bit later into the fact that it's been 40 years since Wilfredo Gomez and Salvador Sanchez. And most of you have heard about Salvador Sanchez, the Mexican legend. Of course, he died um, when he ran into the back of a chicken truck. And that's a terrible way to die. I mean, you're going to go out go out like Richard Pryor's father. You know, sex. He came and went at the same time. Or like Sonny Liston, he came and went at the same time. But the bottom line is, 
Salvador Sanchez was driving down the road at 120 miles per hour, and he rear-ended a chicken truck. I mean, the truck was transporting chickens. And he ran into the back of the truck and almost just decapitated himself, of course, I was told. Um, Semi-decapitated himself, of course, in his accident. It took place in 1982. The fight in 1981, of course, that was a mega fight. They called it the Battle of the Little Giants. Here was Sanchez. He had lost once. I think he had one draw. And he was coming against Wilfredo Gomez, who was like 33-0 with uh, a draw and 32 knockouts. And Gomez was his big, big favorite, his big betting favorite. I mean, he was like two and a half, almost three to one favorite. Everybody was speckin', expecting uh, Gomez to smoke him like a blunt. Because, you know, I mean, come on, Sanchez didn't look that physically imposing. And, and, San, and, and Wilfredo Gomez had been knocking everywhere. I mean, he took uh, Carlos Zarate, the world bantamweight champion, who was considered one of the greatest bantamweights of all time, and he made him fold in like two or three rounds. So Gomez was a heavy favorite with his heavy hands coming in. Puerto Rico versus Mexico. They had the, the salsa band on one side of the ring, the Puerto Ricans with the salsa band, the mariachis on the other side of the ring, of course, with Salvador Sanchez. And, you know, so we went to the weigh-in that morning, and I knew something was amiss because, you know, people were looking around this and that, and I said, what's going on? And it was, oh, we're waiting on Wilfredo Gomez. And I said, why would why, why we we'll be waiting on him? He should be here. I mean, it's 8 o'clock. He should be here, right? 8 o'clock's the weigh-in. So Gomez comes down, I guess, to about... About 8.15, Hector and I are there. We got up uh, a little early that morning. Um, I cut the, I was going to the, I was in the police academy at the time, the SFPD police academy. We cut school that Friday. I cut school that Friday and went to the fight. So we wake up this Saturday morning and they have the, the same day weigh-ins there in the morning and Gomez isn't coming down. He's a little late. I'm not saying to myself, what's going on here? You know, this guy should be like down here in Sanchez's face and all this kind of stuff, really getting, trying to get some psyche in over Sanchez. Bottom line is he showed up about, I guess about 8.30 and he didn't have, he had a concerned look on his face. And there was, it wasn't like a, a tough look or anything like that. A, a macho look. He had a concerned look on his face. Well, the concerned look on his face was the fact that the clown was four pounds overweight. I mean, like Hector Martinez, he went to bed at weight and woke up four pounds heavy. I don't know how these guys do it. They know what time it is, but still they did it. They do it. He went to bed at 126. The guy I know put him to bed at 126, and he woke up at 1.30, and he had no food. So evidently he was sipping water in the bathroom. He sipped enough water. I mean, four pounds, like half a gallon, a little bit more than half a gallon of water. But the bottom line is Gomez came in at 1.30, never actually made the 126-pound limit that day. This was for the WBC 126-pound title. Uh, El Presidente Jose Suleiman realized he was struggling, and I think he waved it off at about 128 pounds. So when they entered the ring that night, Gomez was still a prohibitive favorite and was down from three to one now to about about two, two and a half to one. And Gomez was looking at his biting down on his mouthpiece and, this, and Sanchez is over there. And, you know, sort of, Sanchez sort of reminded me of Popeye. I mean, just like just like he couldn't get, you know, not too heavy about any of this stuff. No, no, you know, and, and all of a sudden, bang, the bell rang and Popeye came out and Popeye started popping that jab. And he popped the jab a few times. And, you know, Mexican fighters aren't really known for throwing jabs. I mean, being consummate boxers, they're thought to be sluggers with the hooks and this kind of stuff. But Sanchez was different, obviously. And being the 126-pound champion, the featherweight champion, the guy that took the title from Danny Little Red Lopez, who I never thought a whole lot of, but he beat Lopez up not once but twice. I mean, here he was in the first round. He cracked Gomez with a right hand and a left hook, and I don't know which one it was, but it broke one of Wilfredo Gomez's orbital bones. And he broke his orbital bone, so he had like a broken face. So Gomez fought. He got knocked down. So Gomez fought from the first round, I think, to the eighth round when it was stopped with a broken face, which is commendable or stupid, one or the other. Our bottom line is he must have been in hella pain, no doubt about that. But 
It was a competitive fight. They went back and forth. I mean, Sanchez was winning the fight, but Gomez was there. He was in the fight. He was in the fight. Okay? Come the eighth round, fight was over. No doubt about that. You know who was going to win, Salvador Sanchez. Of course, we watched him go to the press conference afterwards. And I remember looking at his dressing room. And because, you know, he would die a year later. So this was, like, special to me. And I was looking at his dressing room afterwards. In fact, we took the name. It said Salvador Sanchez and the star, you know, on his dressing room. We took that down. Somewhere we lost that. I don't know where that happened. Maybe somewhere I moved. But that piece of memory, boxing memorabilia, I didn't collect much. But I had that. And I think that was lost. But the bottom line is we followed Sanchez to the um, post-fight press conference, you know, through an interpreter. He said that, you know, Gomez was a great fighter and this and that. But we didn't realize that this would really be this would really be the crowning, the crowning moment for Salvador Sanchez because we always expected bigger and better things. In fact, at the time of his death, I believe in September of 1982, he was scheduled to fight Juan Laporte in the rematch, and he was figuring he was going to win that, but he had beaten the Puerto Rican once. And then he was, he was going to hook it up with, guess who? Alexis Arguello at 135 pounds. This was going to be a mega event, no doubt about that. Nicaragua against uh, Nicar uh, uh, the explosive thin man from Nicaragua against the the bad dude, the pound-for-pound pound champion, of course, at the time, that's what they considered Sanchez when he beat Gomez, the pound-for-pound pound champion, because Gomez was the pound-for-pound pound king. I mean, you can't be 33-0 and with 32 knockouts and, like, a champion with, like, 15 defenses and knocking everybody dead, including the world bantamweight champion, Carlos Zarate, who was highly regarded, no doubt about that. You can't do that and not be the pound-for-pound pound best. So Gomez got taken out by Sanchez. That made Sanchez the pound-for-pound pound best in all of boxing, of course. But the, I think he had one fight after that with Azuma Nelson. And, of course, the scheduled fight with Juan Laporte. None of that stuff ever happened. Do I think he was as great as people think he is? I mean, you know, sometimes when people die, we seem to glorify them in a manner that we probably shouldn't have. Or maybe we, we exaggerate in this and that. But I don't know if you can exaggerate really about Salvador Sanchez. Because what blew me away about Sanchez was... He never got tired. You just look at, he never got, uh, well, he never showed he got tired. And to me, he just looked like he never got tired. I mean, he just, just looked like he never got tired. I mean, he had the most perfect stamina and his chin was down the whole nine yards. Nice boxing stances. And I don't want to say the perfect boxer, but he got it done. And he was the pound for pound king when he died and he ran into the back of that chicken truck back in 1982. May God rest his soul. Of course, the great Salvador Sanchez. 40 years ago last night, and then, of course, today, we're flying home. Hector Martinez and myself are flying home. Now, you got to realize we don't get a whole lot of sleep in Vegas, especially after a fight, right? We're young guys, and we're young guys, and uh, anyway, bottom line is we, uh, we get to the airport. It's like 11 o'clock a.m. flight, so we get on the flight, we're on the flight, and then we're flying home, and, you know, we've had a few drinks in this and that last night and last night before and things like that, and all of a sudden, it was the worst air turbulence I've ever been in in my life. The plane was going side by side. It was rocking. It was going up and down. I was screaming. Ah! I was freaking out. Okay, Hector Martinez is like next to me. He's sweating. There's sweat coming down his face. I keep you The whole flight was freaking out. We all thought we were going to die. The flight attendants, they thought the same thing. One of them came back to me and said, Mr. Uh, sir, you, you need to be quiet. You're scaring people. I said, they should be scared. We're going to die. Bottom up, because the plane kept dropping, kept dropping, kept dropping, turning the side. Anyway, finally, Hector's holding my hand. He's sweating. He's freaking out. The plane finally lands us now. We can't wait to get off the plane. As I'm getting off the plane, the stewardess says to me, that was the worst flight turbulence I've ever had in 35 years of flying. I'm thinking about retiring. That's how bad it was. Kid you not, Gomez Sanchez, 40 years ago last night. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Dr. Fernandez, outside call on line nine. Dr. Fernandez, outside call on line nine. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC. 
the World Boxing Council. Pandemics reminded us we live in a sea of airborne germs that can assault us with every breath. Your nose is the body's first line of defense by helping filter out allergens, bacteria, and viruses before they reach your lungs. But like any air filter, the more clogged up it gets, the less it works. So how do you clean your nose? I'm Martin Hoke, and I didn't invent nasal irrigation. The neti pot's been around thousands of years. But I did invent Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. Navage uses powered suction to flush out mucus and germs that cause congestion, or worse, can make you sick. Over 2 million people use Navage to breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. Navage has over 70,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars because it works and it's easy to use. Go to Navage.com or find Navage at Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, and Target. Now available with eucalyptus for a spa-like experience. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800 449 1759. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, I'm on Ring Talk, and as you know, this is one of the first shows that got onto the internet. Uh, my friend Pedro is a true fighter in his own uh, his own uh, mind, I should say, but he really is. I seen him exercising the other day, getting ready for somebody. I don't know who it is because everybody is taking shots at him, so I see him getting himself in good condition so that he could fire back. Never been one to say die. Never been one to hide out. He comes on, damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Never bragging when you're telling the truth. Of course, uh, I went into the Times Square gym in New York City, 
and dazzled Don King. I kid you not. I dazzled him. He said to me, you can box, you can fight that good Pedro. Yeah, I can fight that good. I spar. I can not say who. There was a couple of guys I sparred with, one being um, Saul Mambi, and that didn't go too well for Saul Mambi because I had all kinds of respect for him, and I didn't want to throw any punches, and it was like boring and this and that, but the bottom line is we did go around together in the Times Square gym. May he rest in peace. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, I mentioned Oscar Valdez earlier, of course, the uh, Mexican Olympian, 29-0 now. Uh, 23 KL September the 10th going to take on Robinson Robinson Consejo Robinson Consejo that's come to us from Brazil he's 16-0 with 8 whacks uh, I think Consejo beat him in the Pan Am games a few years back bottom line is Oscar is pound for pound one of the better fighters in the world no doubt about that I mean the knockout of Brichelt he was a 5-1 to underdog in some sports books 5-1 to underdog and took Brichelt out I mean never lost us didn't lose a minute to Brichelt Brichelt came in at 37-1 to bottom line is at the end of the day I think pound for pound Oscar Valdez deserves to be on that top 10 list. Now, Manny Pacquiao, a loser last night. I'm getting some texts here. Um, well, I think he'll come back. You know, why does he want to come back? If you look at the video of the ESPN interview that I aired earlier, if you look at the video, I mean, he looked like somebody beat him with a club. I mean, he beat him with a club. He was lumped up all over the place wearing sunglasses. I mean, this is sort of reminding me of, 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 of fighters in the past, you know, when they, they, the reason why they, turn, they put on the sunglasses, they really don't want to look reality in the face. So they put on these sunglasses. I mean, we know they've got busted up eyes or, or swollen eyes and this and that, but they put on these sunglasses so they can, they can hide from reality just for a second. And I think Manny was trying to, trying to distance himself from the reality of the fact that he got beat by a guy that was a lot less than him. I mean, Jordi Ergus? Um, we're not going to see Jordi Ergus in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. I can almost bet my life on that one, okay? There's no doubt about it. Maybe in the Cuban Boxing Hall of Fame, but not in the International Boxing Hall of Fame. So why Ergus, uh, Ugas... Deserves his, his win last night, no doubt about it. I think the scores were 116-112 twice. That means 8-4 to four in rounds. And then 115-113 was 7-5 to five in rounds. Of course, Pat Jarman had it close. But um, that means one, one round the other way. She'd have had that fight a draw. That wasn't a draw. I mean, he just ran away from Manny Pacquiao after about the, about the third or fourth round. It was just like all Ugas. Round after round after round after round, it was a Cuban. Of course, that difficult style. You don't want to fight those guys, but if you do, you brought that on yourself, no doubt about that. Now, I got some uh, some clips coming in here off the Twitch.tv page where I thought Victor Ortiz took a dive against Mayweather. No, Victor was just Victor's the guy that, like I said earlier, you can. Um, He's scared. He doesn't. He, I think he's. I think he's one of those guys that's scared. He didn't like getting hit. I mean, he's in a boxing game. He's telling me on like a live HBO international feed down there in San Jose. Yeah, I don't think I like this. I don't think. Yeah. Bottom line is, he didn't like it. And you can if you can impose your will on Victor Ortiz, you can beat him. Anyway, Robert Guerrero, more power to you because I've always thought you were the biggest overachiever in the history of boxing. I mean, the fact you won the belts and the divisions that you did, the fact that you were able to beat Berto, I give you props on that one. But outside of that. You know, what have you done for me lately? Beating up on Victor Ortiz last night is not a um, recommendation or a, a roadmap to a comeback. I don't think so. Anyway, second comment coming in here from uh, Robert Daniels says, Gomez, like Donald Curry, never really excelled at the higher weights. Hmm. Well, Gomez fought Rocky Lockridge, 130 pounds, and it was probably one of the worst decisions in the history of boxing. The WBA threw that one. That was a bad, bad call. I think it was in Puerto Rico. I mean, Rocky Lockridge licked, licked Wilfredo like a stamp, like a stamp, okay? And, and somehow they gave it to Gomez. I mean, I was like, Ugh. And, you know, it was one of those things where you, you're watching. I remember I was watching a fight with my uncle. And my uncle said to me, he goes, and he was Puerto Rican. And he said, Gomez didn't win that fight. 
I said, I know he didn't win that fight. He goes, they robbed that guy. Yeah, they did rob him because they robbed Lockridge over there. And, well, you know, it happens. But the bottom line is, Wilfredo Gomez, not the greatest fighter in the world, pound for pound, not after 122 pounds. Once he burst that bubble at 122, the bottom line is at 122, he was bigger and badder than everybody else. He was stronger. He was like a gorilla. Come right through. I mean, what he did to Zerati... He should have been arrested. If they were gay, he would have been arrested for domestic violence. That's how bad he, he beat up on Carlos Zarate, the reigning linear 118-pound champion who stepped up to 122. And actually, you know, when they clashed, it was an even fight. I mean, that's how much they thought about Zarate. And Zarate got literally, like, destroyed in three rounds. So, Wilfredo Gomez and Salvador Sanchez, I just can't get away from that 40 years ago last night. I just can't get away from it. Um, as far as Donald Curry is concerned, hmm, um, I saw him fight Mike McCallum. And I bet big money on Mike McCallum. I don't bet on fights. I never bet on fights. It's probably maybe less than a half a dozen fights I've bet on in my entire life. And that was one of them. And I remember telling my stepfather, you go, who do I bet on? I said, you bet on McCallum. He goes, he's a two and a half to one underdog. What are you, crazy? And this and that. I said, no, you got to bet him. You got him. So I sent him to the, uh, the booking count, the, uh, the, the sports book, and he laid my bet down. But he didn't lay his bet down or my mother's bet down. Said, no, no, you got to go back. You got to go back. No, no, I don't feel good betting against two and a half to one, blah, 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 blah. So anyway, I implored him. I forced him to basically almost forced him to go back. He went back. He, he, he put, I think he put, he put 250 on him for, uh, on, uh, McCallum at two and a half to one. Two and a half to one underdog, and he put 250 on him twice. He did one for once for him, once for my mother. So after the fight, he was a handicapping expert of all time. My stepfather, Mike Ramirez, you should have heard him. He was talking smack there in Vegas, blah, 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 collecting his money at the line. You know, this line is pretty short here. Not too many people thought Mike McCallum would win. I thought, anyway, bottom line is he had a wonderful weekend. It was a great weekend, no doubt about that. But it was 1987, Mike McCallum, July of 1987, the entire family was there in Las Vegas. When McCallum came up with that left hook and just knocked Donald Curry into another time zone. Now, Donald Curry lost his welterweight title to Lloyd Hunnigan. Okay, Hunnigan's not a bad fighter, but he wasn't the greatest fighter of all time. Bit of a head case. But Hunnigan lost to Jorge Baca. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's one guy, there's two guys I could have beat. Three guys. Rene Jaco, Juan Koji, and Jorge Vaca. Jorge Vaca was a catcher. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, I'm serious. I could close my eyes and hit Jorge Vaca. I don't know how he beat the guys he did. Maybe he was so ugly that he just scared them to death because that's he was a uh, he was a hideous-looking guy, just Jorge Vaca. Was. Of course, the one time I had Vaca on a card, we did him in uh, in Carolina. Was it Carolina? Carolina, Puerto Rico, or Bayamon, Puerto Rico, with Hector Camacho. Camacho came out, and, of course, he was all coked out. I told you about that when we had to get... Camacho's to the arena. He didn't want to come. He's snorting cocaine back at the hotel. He's not going to fight. And we've got this arena half full of people. And they're Puerto Ricans. They're going to be upset if we don't deliver the main event. Outside of that, they told me, if I don't deliver Camacho, I'm not getting paid. Say what? Yeah, I've been there like for two weeks. So for two weeks, I've been to Puerto Rico. And Harold comes to me and says, Pedro, man, uh, Camacho don't want to come. What do you mean Camacho don't want to come? He's the main event. He, he don't want to come. He's all, oh, he's all blowed out. All blowed out at the, and Harold knows something about blow. The late Harold Smith, he knows something about blow. So anyway, he goes, he's all blowed out. Anyway, we finally got uh, Camacho to the arena. Camacho ended up butting Jorge Vaca in the very first round, I believe. And the fight ended in the second round. It was no contest. But at the end of the day, Camacho showed up. He made an appearance. But man, Jorge Vaca? I just can't believe that Jorge Vaca beat Lloyd Huntington. I can't. And that Huntington beat Curry in the sense. So when I look back at Curry, I think that Curry was a bit of a fluke. I don't think Curry was ever as good as people think he was. I think the opposition that he faced um, was limited. 
I just think it was limited. The fact that um, you know, he was a world welterweight champion, but eh, not much. He did beat Mel McCrory. I was there for that. Hector and I went down for that. It was a good fight. That was, of course, in Las Vegas. We were in the, sitting in the first row for that one. And bang, Lenny was down there as well. But the bottom line is he did, he, I think it was a second-round knock. A second round, he took out Milton McCurry. So Milton McCurry, of course, was the WBC champion from 147 pounds out of Detroit, Michigan. Of course, the Kronk Jim, one of Emmanuel Stewart's fighters, one of Emmanuel's Manuel's killers, no doubt about that. And speaking of Milton, I saw him a couple years ago. He's still working, in, uh, or he was working then, still in Motown at one of the auto factories. So he still had a good union job, and he seemed lucid and things like that. You know, he's like 170 pounds, well-built, this and that, but one of those guys that got out of the game at the right time. You know, you stick around too long, Manny Pacquiao, you want to be president. I don't need you taking a whole lot more punishment. You took enough last night. Just walk away. Let it go. I mean... You know, somebody said, let him fight a YouTube guy like Floyd Mayweather. What does that mean? You want to fight me? Come on, be serious, man. Just let, let, let the, the great Manny Pacquiao ride off into the sunset and remember him for what he was, the greatest fighter in the history of boxing since Muhammad Ali. And when I say the greatest fighter, I don't mean like, like pound for pound he could have murdered everybody and that kind of good stuff. I mean the greatest fighter. And when I say fighter, I want to incorporate what he did outside of the ring as well. Of course, Manny inside of the ring, eight-division champion, five-time linear champion. I mean, holy cow, wh wh who can eclipse that? Nobody has. Not even that, that guy from, the, you know, that guy Mayweather. Not even him. I don't like mentioning his name much. Anyway, um, but nobody's done for Manny, for the game of boxing, what Manny has done and done for people, what Manny has done, of course, since Muhammad Ali. Ali was the goodwill ambassador to the world. Manny Pacquiao is a goodwill ambassador to his people in the Philippines. And you got to give him props for that. <clears throat> when he was building houses a couple of years ago, people thought it was a publicity stunt. He was doing it out of his own pocket. Now, I don't know if it was a tax deferral or some kind of stuff like that, but the bottom line is he was spending his own money. He built an entire track, almost a little village of homes for people that didn't have houses. I mean, how many fighters do that? They don't. I mean, Roberto did some stuff. Uh, Duran did some stuff charitable-wise down there in Panama and this and that. And certain guys, Chavez did a lot in Mexico. But nobody's really stepped up with their own money like Manny Pacquiao has. So at the end of the day, pound for pound, maybe he wasn't the greatest fighter of all time. But, man, he was the greatest. You know what I'm saying? Of our era. And there's no doubt about it. I mean, the fact he roared through guys and, and he beat guys he wasn't supposed to beat. Miguel Cotto, he and I still, when I talked to Cotto in Cartagena, Colombia, a few years after he lost to, Miguel, uh, to Manny Pacquiao, I asked him, how did you lose to such a small guy? That's what I was basically selling to him. Because, you know, again, size matters. And two things, pornography and combat sports. This is combat sports. So I asked him, how could you lose to him? I just, listen, I couldn't fathom it. I just couldn't fathom a guy starting out at 106 pounds, Fighting guys at 145, or one, that was a special fight for that one, special weight for that one, a catch weight, him and Cotto, 145. I think that hurt Cotto a little bit. But the bottom line is, Cotto said he's never been hit that hard ever. And he'd been hit guys from guys that weigh 175 pounds in the gym and things like that. So Manny Pacquiao was a special athlete. He was a great man. He's done good things for boxing. He's done good things for the Philippines. Now he can sit back, um, relax and sort of concentrate on his political career because I think he will be the future president of the Philippines. And if he isn't, it'll be a bit of a shame because I don't know anybody as popular as Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines. No way, no how. Next week, David Benavides, the heir apparent to greatness. Is he? I think he's pretty close to it, man. I really do. Um, I think when you look at David Benavides, undefeated, of course, the um, former WBC 168-pound champion, 
lost that fight a bit basically on the scale and having substance abuse issues, but he's never lost a fight. He's taking on a guy that's very tough in Jose Uzukintai. Uzukintai uh, will come to fight, but he's probably going to come up short because Benavides, as I said, is the heir apparent to greatness. When I mean greatness, I mean the super middleweight greatness. Of course, Caleb Plant now, he was he 21 in zip or something like that, undefeated in 20-something fights. Of course, the WBA title holder. Going to take on the linear world, 168-pound champion. I talk about Canelo Alvarez, Saul Alvarez. That's going to go down November 6th. I think the date's, uh, the date's set. I think they're going to do it in Vegas. They're leaning towards Las Vegas for this one. Of course, Vegas hosted the T-Mobile Arena, I believe, hosted Manny Pacquiao and, uh, and Jordi Ergas last night. So I guess they're ready for big times in Vegas. But this should be a mega event, no doubt about it, a mega event. Um, you know, you want mega events in boxing. We really need mega events in boxing. That's why we need the best to fight the best. And unfortunately, you know, Manny Pacquiao, had he fought Earl Spence last night, it might have been real ugly. It might have been so ugly that Manny Pacquiao would have been laid out, stretchered, unconscious, that kind of good stuff. So it's sort of cool that we didn't have to see Manny Pacquiao get destroyed last night. We can let him walk away wounded. Better to be wounded than slaughtered. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look at the world of boxing, MMA, of course, coming to you live on WBC-TV, coming to you on the Vive Network, no doubt about that. We come to you live seven days a week at uh, iHeartRadio.com, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, live, of course, two shows. And we're going to go to a break right now as this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Come on over here, man. He's been here before. He didn't broke records here before. He's a legend of the sport. And it'd be my honor to fight him next. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. But somehow you know there's much more to the trip. What is hip? Tell me, tell me, if you think you know. What is hip? If you're really hip, the past in the years will show. You in a hip trip, maybe hip in the hip. What is hip? Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how Simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call.
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800 403 Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The Fab Four, the Beatles, time to talk birthday time. Of course, I want to mention Don King turned 90 this week. Uh, more power to the uh, godfather of boxing, uh, of boxing promoters, not about that. Um, who also? Bill O, historian Bill O'Neill, of course, from South San Francisco. He turned 59 or 60 this week. And, of course, Mrs. Cuddy, may she rest in peace. I'm talking about Beverly Cuddy, Scott Cuddy's mother, and his brother, Brad. They both had birthdays this week, and so birthdays to everybody. May they rest in peace, and may the people still on the planet enjoy their birthday today, tomorrow, and every day. Make them all birthdays. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking into the world of boxing and MMA. Somebody shot me a text here. Well, if you think you can beat Vodka, who else do you think you can beat that was a world champion? I think I could beat Juan Koji. I think I could beat Rene Jaco. Those are three guys right there. I think I would have looked like a stamp. Pound for pound, of course, Sal Alvarez coming back uh, November the 6th against Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant, mm, I'm going to say not the best guy in the world. Gennady Golovkin seems to be missing in action. I mean, here's a guy that's only lost one fight. He lost that fight to Canelo Alvarez. That was close. And, of course, and then they had the draw. And they had the draw before that. So he's had the two Mars on his record were both with Canelo Alvarez. Now, why don't they want to do it a third time? and know that Canelo was sort of against that. I never understood that. Why didn't Canelo want to fight him a third time? Did Canelo want him to get that old? That he'd be like Manny Pacquiao last night? Who knows? But the bottom line is, Gennady Golovkin, we're not hearing a whole lot of him. He needs to get active. Of course, everybody's saying, well, the pandemic, the pandemic, the pandemic, forget the pandemic. Earl Spence should be back in action in about three months. Evidently, his eye will take about six weeks to heal. Of course, minor surgery on his eye, not in the chat right now, but minor surgery on his eye. So Earl Spence Jr. should be coming back. Of course, 27 zip. He is the 147-pound king, no doubt about that, um, pound for pound. 147, he's a king. Manny Pacquiao, Jordi Ergas, they were sort of fighting for a, a fraction of the top, version, another version of the title that really wasn't the linear championship. At the end of the day, Manny Pacquiao's an icon, but he's toast. Stick a fork in him. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking in the world of boxing, MMA, WBC-TV. Next up, hour number two, we're bringing Kenny Rain for Boxing Ambassador of Goodwill from the U.K. Of course, everybody's favorite sparring partner, trainer, manager, you name it. Kenny Rain for exclusively we're here 
on WBC Boxing TV and hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming up after the news right here on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Tropical Storm Henri making landfall near westerly Rhode Island, lashing the coast with heavy wind and rains. Heavy rain and dangerous storm surge is being reported in coastal areas and thousands have lost power. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says the U.S. government's main goal in Afghanistan is to get U.S. citizens out of the country safely. Sullivan telling Fox News Sunday... Last 24 hours, about 8,000 people uh, on about 60 flights evacuated from Kabul airport. Since this effort began uh, at the end of July, about 30,000 people all told on our military flights and on charter flights that we've helped uh, to organize and get out of, uh, out of the airport. The Biden administration saying on Sunday that 18 commercial aircrafts will be used to help ferry people who have been evacuated from Afghanistan. This is USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the typical health insurance plan. That's double. So you get a massive network of providers to choose from. You get telehealth services and MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. Here's why now really is the time to make the switch too. You can start saving each month, which is huge, but right now they'll waive your joining fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. But again, it's a limited time offer. You got to call now. And it only takes two minutes to find out how much you'd save by switching. Here's the number, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE. As evacuations continue in Afghanistan, Afghan translators are speaking out. Afghan translator Sabor Sakhizada on Fox and Friends pleads for help from the Biden administration amid the Afghan collapse. He has the paperwork, but continues to be turned away from the airport in Kabul. I, I get to hear on the podium from the White House to the Pentagon staff to the State Department staff getting in behind the podium and say we're going to stand behind the allies and, and, and get them out to safety. So here we are. Where is the support? I get to hear something as a, as a talk to talk and the reality tells me something different. We've been on the phone with my loved ones. We've been weeping, we've been crying, we've been praying. From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. The Reverend Jesse Jackson and his wife have been hospitalized after testing positive for COVID-19. Both were fully vaccinated back in January. You're listening to USA Radio News. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. 
The humanitarian aid effort is continuing in Haiti after an earthquake rocked the country. Survivors of last week's major earthquake that struck Haiti are still struggling to receive much-needed aid in some of the hardest-hit areas of the island. UNICEF says nearly 10 tons of medicine, water, and hygiene supplies arrived in the capital of Port-au-Prince on Friday, with another 30 tons expected in the coming days. Mercy Corps is one of the many non-governmental agencies working to provide aid in the country. Christy Delafield is on the ground in Haiti with Mercy Corps and tells CBS News about the efforts that group is making to deliver aid to the hardest hit communities. So in addition to shelter kits that we are delivering, um, we are also doing cash assistance so that people can purchase what they need most urgently, which often varies from person to person. Um, you know, someone may need to replace a wheelchair. Someone else may have lost livestock. And it's really important that people be able to purchase what they need. You know, if you don't have a baby, you don't need diapers. Um, and, and we really believe in the importance of that human dignity and respecting that and giving people the dignity of choice. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau. I'm Dan Naraki. President Biden's approval ratings among U.S. adults has dipped below 50 percent for the first time in the latest NBC News poll less than a week after the Taliban has overtaken Afghanistan. Just 49 percent of adults approve of the job Biden is doing, while 48 percent disapprove. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. That is just a fact of life. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and Internet history, Pedro Fernandez. Woo, it's going to be good. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check in. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV. Often imitated, but hardly duplicated, 37, make death, 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums. Who am I? My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Airways. I'm also your modest toast, as well as a four-time Golden Glove champion and an award-winning boxing writer. So I offer you this opportunity for all the boxing fans out there listening to uh, impart on the show if you like. You can drop 
drop in here with the toll-free phone line, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, there's also the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. I've got some texts i got to get to in the show in this hour. Of course, this being the second hour of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WCTV for the Sunday, of course, August the 21st, straight up. Good fights last night, or were they? The end of the road for Manny Pacquiao, no doubt about that. His time has come and gone. And you know, like, Father Time remains undefeated. This is un- Nobody beats Father Time, not even Manny Pacquiao, not Floyd Mayweather, not anybody. Of course, Manny Pacquiao wasn't fighting a YouTuber last night. He was fighting a guy named Jordi Ugas. Who's that? Well, he'll be in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Not of maybe Cuba. That's maybe, maybe, maybe. Bottom line is, his claim to fame was beating a 42-year-old Manny Pacquiao last night. Manny Pacquiao had no legs. He had no snap in his punches. He looked all of 42 years old, no doubt about that. Straight up, time for him to pack it in, concentrate on politics in the Philippines, and, of course, get those people vaccinated over there. Because remember, if you're not vaccinated, it's sort of like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. You don't know what's going to happen. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800-399-3691. That's 800-399-3691. 
You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hi, this is Marsha Hawkins of Elevating with Marsha. Join me this week. We're going to talk sports, of course, my favorite subject. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world, and there's a lot to talk about that. And, of course, we're going to talk a little bit insurance. Open enrollment has ended, and I want to talk about what you can do to prepare for open enrollment and the insurance season for 2022. Elevating with Marsha on Sirius XM 203-217 and on the app 967 Sports Byline USA Radio Network. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 12 minutes past hour, hour number two. Of course, we expect the ambassador of goodwill from the UK, Kenny Rainford, to spend some time with us in about 10 or 15 minutes here on WBC TV. Straight up, I got some texts here. And I guess I'm sort of figuring this one out. Was Donald Curry light in the loafers? Do you mean, was he gay? He never hit on me. Uh, I don't know if he was gay, but he did have that light in the loafers look. That's a good way to put it, light in the loafers. Anyway, I never thought he was that great of a fighter. A good amateur, no doubt about that. But I don't think he ever developed into a professional. I just thought, you know, speaking of guys that didn't develop into uh, professionals, um, some guys are overrated. And one guy that's really overrated is, and I think Rob Hernandez has shot me something here, on uh, Sean O'Grady. Sean O'Grady, of course, was the, the bubblegum kid. He lost in a bid for the 126-pound title of the WBC against Danny Lopez early on. But, you know, he's 81-5. and five. He's been stopped four times, 70 kills. But let me tell you, he never fought anybody worth a snot. I mean, worth a snot. The only guy he ever beat that was really world-class was Hilmer Kenty, and he beat him for the title. Hilmer Kenty was with Cronk Jim at the time, and Hilmer was struggling to make 135. In fact, Hilmer went out and screwed around for about two weeks before the fight, didn't train too well. Imagine he had problem, problems getting him to the weight. He got to the weight, but he fought like a dead man. And, and there's no doubt about it, O'Grady won that fight. But from that point forward, Sean O'Grady did nothing, absolutely nothing. He turned on a fight with Claude Noel, this guy from Columbia. Couldn't punch a, I mean, he could punch a little bit, but he had no huevos whatsoever. He had no guts whatsoever. In fact, against Alexis Arguello, Claude Noel quit like a dog. Said he, got, oh, he, hit, him on the, he hit me on the hip. Yeah, he quit from a shot on the hip, I kid you not. Anyway, he didn't want to fight Claude Noel. His father, Pat O'Grady, said, no, we're not fighting Claude Noel. We're not going to fight Claude Noel. So he gave up the WBA lightweight crown that he won from Hilmer Kenty, ended up starting his own organization, the WAA, the World Athletic Organization. And for some reason, Pat O'Grady decided to move Sean, Sean O'Grady up to 147 pounds, where he lost to guys like um, Pete Ranzani. I can go on and on. But the bottom line is, he never beat anybody good. In fact, when uh, he fought Andy Gannigan, it was a bit of a, it was like one fight after the, uh, I put it this way. He fights Hilmer Kenty, beats over Kenty for the world title. Kenty's undefeated in 20 fights, right? Next time out, um, four or five months later, he fights a guy that's 8-22. and 22. Okay, that's the way Sean did. You look at Sean's record. One and two, one and six, three and four, 25, 0 and one. Who the hell was that guy? Gonzalo Montiel, who was 25, 0 and one, fought him in Omaha. Outside of that, he fought Scotty Foreman, was 11 and eight. I mean, Ramiro Hernandez, 0 and four, 7 and 14, 6, 4 and 2, 2, 7. Am I getting the point across here? Sean O'Grady fought nothing but stiffs. In addition to fighting stiffs um, four, four or five times, he fought a Mexican national. My computer just started talking to me. He fought a Mexican national uh, in and around Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. The guy, we'll say his name was uh, Juan Valdez, like the coffee guy, right? Well, guess what? 
Juan Valdez was Juan Valdez in Oklahoma City. He lost to Sean via knockout, second-round knockout, right? Then about two weeks later, they're going to fight again in another part of Oklahoma, or maybe Arkansas, or maybe Alabama. But Sean kept fighting the same guy, so he fought the same guy four or five times. The guy wore different trunks, and the guy's name was different each time, but the result was the same, okay? Pat O'Grady, Sean O'Grady, of course, they ended up being they ended up prevailing here. Now, what I want to say is the Mexican national, after fighting Sean O'Grady four or five times, he's supposed to get a big fat payday because, you know, Pat O'Grady's saying, I'll pay you at the end of the route. I'll pay you a lot for all these fights. So instead of paying the guy, O'Grady calls the immigration on him. This is this is the days when you call the immigration. Say, I got a wet back over here. They come running for you. They come. They'll bring out the police. Okay, but the cop, the cops came and the immigration came. They picked this fighter up. They deported him back to Mexico. He didn't get paid a dime. He was broke. He was penniless, and he fought Sean O'Grady four or five times. Now Sean's never denied that. I brought it up several times. It's been brought up on the radio. It's been brought up on TV. It's been brought up uh, in his face. Straight to me, me and him had that card in San Jose, and I talked to him about that. I said, how was that like fighting the same guy four or five times? He probably played it off. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, he knew exactly what I was talking about. Listen, if you're fighting me, and I'm Pedro Fernandez, and you see what I look like, okay? I mean, and I'm just wearing different trunks. Obviously, I'm the same guy. There's no doubt about it. And Sean knew exactly what time was. Of course, Pat O'Grady, one of the biggest crooks of all time. In fact, I think about, oh, I take it back. Sean did fight one other world-class fighter. Yeah, Andy Gannigan. Andy Gannigan came in at a last-minute substitute for Howard Davis. Howard Davis being the 76 uh, star of the Olympic team. He wasn't Sugar Ray Leonard. It was Howard Davis met and voted MVP. Anyway, Davis was supposed to fight Sean O'Grady. So Pat O'Grady had this 14 or 15-foot ring made. I think it was like 15 foot. I kid you not. It was like a phone booth, okay? So he had this small small ring made for this Oklahoma City arena. So he has, a, he has the, uh, the, the ring made for the, for the fight in the whole nine yards. And then Davis pulls out the last minute, and then like five or six days before the fight, they call on Andy Gannigan. Now, Gannigan's one of the hardest punchers in the history of boxing. I mean, he, yikes. What I saw, Alexis Arguello told me he's never been hit harder by Aaron Pryor or by anybody, and he got hit by, by Andy Gannigan. I think he and Pryor went at it. He and Arguello went at it back in 1981, I believe, at the Aladdin Hotel. But he knocked Arguello down in the second round. He hurt him again in the third round. In that third round against Andy Gannigan, Arguello told me he was seeing four or five Andy Gannigans. I know what that's like to see multiple guys after getting clocked. Anyway, Andy Gannigan comes into the last minute, and he mops the floor with Sean O'Grady. In less than two rounds, O'Grady's done. His career is over. I think he would come back, and he would fight like some stiff after that, and then he'd fight John the Heat Venerosa, who was a pretty good guy. Of course, he was a television idol back in the days of Ray Mancini and guys like that. Johnny the Heat, Venerosa, and Venerosa beat him bad, really beat him bad. Of course, made him retire. So anyway, 82-5 and all in all, 82-5 as a professional. But the bottom line is he fought a lot of bums. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing, MMA. After the break, we take it to the U.K. and bring in Mr. Kenny Rainford, boxing ambassador of Goodwill. Why well, call him Boxing's Elvis Presley? Why is that? I'll tell you after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV on Vive TV. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. 
They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780 855-325-1780 That's 855-325-1780 I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Right here on Sports Byline. The guitar of Mr. Jerry Cortez. Mighty Tower of Power. That's some of their new stuff on the soul side of town. Check it out. Towerofpower.com. Evidently, they don't do records anymore. CDs, they do drops, according to Cuddy. Cuddy's hip on this music thing. I'm not. Bottom line is, Tower of Power's got a couple new drops. Check them out at towerofpower.com. Now, we take it across the pond to the UK and bring in, of course, the boxing's ambassador of Goodwill. I'm talking about Mr. Kenny Rainford. Kenny, how's life treating you? How's the family? Kenny? Oh. Did you hear the frustration there, folks? We'll try to reconnect with Kenny. Bottom line is, Kenny Rainford is our ambassador from the UK. We're trying to do this communication via Skype. It works 99% of the time. That 1% of the time, it didn't work. So, Scott Kenny will try to reconnect with him as I speak. Of course, some upcoming fights as we get ready, as we uh, wait for Mr. Uh, 
Mr. Kenny Rainford, Akeem Ennis-Brown, and Sam Maxwell. That's the Battle of All the UK going next week. Of course, it's going to be August 28th. That'll be on BTS Sports. Um, Jake Paul, remember that clown? The guy that's 3-0 with three knockouts. The guy that couldn't lick a stamp if you wet his tongue. He's a cruiserweight fighting guys like... Ben Askren, who never had a fight in his life outside of a wrestling match, so when it came to boxing, he didn't know what he was doing. He couldn't spell box if he gave him the three letters and put them on a piece of paper. Anyway, Askren gets knocked out in like 15 seconds, and so now Jake Paul's going to take on Tyrone Woodley, Tyrone Woodley being the former UFC welterweight champion. Why do these guys want to fight MMA fighters? I just don't get it. I really just don't get it. I really don't. Now, can we go to the U.K. and on Skype and bring in my man Kenny Rainford? Kenny, you there? I'm here, buddy. I'm here. God bless you, man. How's the family? Oh, the family's great. I just left them before. Everyone's good. Okay, so tell me about, just talk about your daughter before we get into boxing. Now, she's a, she, she performs on horses. Talk to me about that. I don't know what the, what's the exact word there? I don't know what the exact word is for people that perform on horses. Well, it is performing on horses. It's, uh, there's different, uh, different events like jumping, dressage, uh, individual shows, etc., etc. But she, she got to the horse of the year, which is which is like a title fight of year, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, her first time she ever entered into it, and she got into the the finals of horse of the year show in Birmingham and a big stadium in the UK. It's a big, big, massive weekly event, um, and she she got placed first time ever there, and all the hard work and and all the dedication from herself and and mum and dad paid off, and uh, we we pulled off a, gr- a great result for her. You know, moms and dads are so important when it comes to kids' plans and futures and, and, and living uh, living to their, their fullest ability. I mean, if you don't have parents that are willing to push you and hold you and coddle you at times when you need to be coddleless and that, you're probably not going to raise it and you're probably not going to the top of the ladder. Now, let's talk about boxing last night, of course. Manny Pacquiao, did you stay up to watch that? I work, uh, I've actually got the fight to, to replay and watch tonight, but I've, I've heard from various... Uh, People who were knowledgeable in in the sport that said it was a fair decision and uh, and that you know it was a close decision but a fair decision and uh, it was it was a good decision for boxing. It was a good decision for boxing, but Yordi Urgus, Yordi Urgus, of course, he won't be in the International Boxing Hall of Fame, but Manny Pacquiao will. Of course, not too many guys go out on top. Uh, maybe you know not too many guys go out standing up. At least Manny Pacquiao went out on his feet. He went out vertically. He didn't go out horizontally, you know. I mean, some old guys at the age of 40 and 42, I think of Joe Lewis at the age of 38, getting knocked out of the ring by Rocky Marciano. At least it wasn't that type of a of a, lo- of a loss. And as far as the scores were concerned, I thought 116-112 was about right, 8-4-12, to four and 12, if you want to give Manny a couple of um, close rounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, you know, great fighter, great history behind him. Will this be his last fight? Well, we'll I hope so. um, I hope so, too. I hope so, too. You know, listen, let somebody else take over the mantle. 42 years old, I mean, you've had a good run since 1995. He's a professional. He's won five linear titles, eight different weight classes. I mean, there's not a whole lot more you could do in the world of boxing unless he wants to pocket some more money. Now, had that been Earl Spence last night... He might be in the hospital today. Oh, let's talk about this UK fight next week. The British Commonwealth Super Lightweight title. Let's get this out of the way. Akeem Ennis, Akeem Ennis Brown versus Sam Maxwell. Is Brown the real deal? Uh, I'm not sure at the moment, to be fair. I haven't, I haven't seen enough of him to make up my, my mind on it, to be perfectly honest with you. But, um, you know, this fight this fight answers some questions. Okay. Sam Maxwell, you Sam, know, Sam Maxwell, I'm a decent vote. Sorry, is Sam Maxwell a decent opponent? Um, 
as good as as good as it gets for at the minute. As good as it gets for at the minute. But the, what's what's intriguing me is the bill after that, which is um, Conor Ben uh, marching on with his career. You've got Josh Warrington trying to gain that revenge to get uh, a title shot back, and you've also got Katie Taylor. Um, Putting a, a title on the line as well, so that that looks to me the uh, the build to the, the build to look forward to. Well, let's talk about Katie Taylor, of course, the world champion. Like yikes, man, she's a real deal. She can fight, and she's not a ba- she's not bashful. No, no, no she can fight. <laughs> had, a, had a real close fight in her last fight, which uh, which showed a, a pedigree and, and a, a dedication and a grit. Um, Josh Warrington, I'm not sure about that. That that how that's going to go. You know what I mean? I hope. Josh wins, but you know that was a pretty, uh, pretty bad defeat that he suffered there. Yeah. Okay. What do you? What? What's? What's the? Um, do these MMA fights with Jake Paul and that kind of good stuff against Tyron Woodley? Does this stuff? Does it's catching on over here in the United States with squares? And when I say squares, I mean people that are not boxing fans per se. Is this catching on in the UK? It is. It is. You know, people like people like a tear up, don't they? And they like blood and guts and everything, but. You know, for me, for me, the only thing that interests me is boxing. You know. Yeah, but but Jake Paul and Tyrone Woodley, these are gonna, these guys are actually gonna be fighting on Showtime. It's gonna be a boxing match, August the 20th, 29th, here in the United States, coming to us from the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in Cleveland, Ohio. But these guys are gonna be fighting in a boxing match. Tyrone Woodley's a former uh, UFC champion, and Jake Paul's the guy that's like three and zero with three knockouts, fighting guys like guys a whole lot worse than you and me. I tell you what, I tell you what, Kenny. Still to this day, I would, I, I would, I would put you in there with Jake Paul, and I would bet the life on my life on you. I'm not being funny with you either. I'd <laughs> jump in the ring with him now, and I think I'd do okay with him. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, he has got. You got to give him some props. So he's pulled off this farce, and of course, um, Oscar De La Hoya is going to do the same thing with another. A former MMA fighter, Vitor Belfort, on September the 11th, the last time we really saw Oscar, was in fishnets. Of course, when he got exposed for being a cross-dresser and that kind of good stuff. But uh, Adela Hoya and Belfort, that's, that's not what boxing needs. Boxing needs fights like Oscar Valdez and Robson, Robson, Robson Canseo, of course. Canseo being the 2000, uh, was he the Pan Am champion? I think he was a Pan Am champion, of course. He beat... Oscar Valdez and the amateurs, the guys are going to hook it up for the World 130-pound championship the September the 10th on ESPN. Now, who shows the ESPN fights in the UK? Uh, ESPN. We, we get, a, we, we get ESPN, ESPN in the UK. Okay, so what's happening now with Sky Sports? Does Sky Sports have any boxing anymore? It does, but it's been diluted an awful lot, you know. Um, it's been, you know, obviously Eddie Hearn, he's with the zone, and he, 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 pulls, the, he pulls the tricks now. And you've got Frank Warren, who's tied in with BT Sports. So, at the moment, Sky Sports, are, they're, they're, they're pretty much in the boxing game. They're, they're pretty much struggling, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, I was hoping they were going to take on a friend of mine, Steve Woods, to, to put their shows. He runs VIP Boxing. I was hoping he was going to take over the mantle. He's a busy promoter with some decent fighters. I was hoping they were going to you know, employ his services and showcase some of his his bills, but it never happened. So maybe someone making decisions in Sky doesn't know they're boxing well. Uh, we've we've seen that with decisions and network. I remember the people at USA decided they were going to get rid of USA Tuesday Night Fights. It was one of the leading programs on their network. It scored the top ratings on Tuesday night from, from at 9 o'clock, I kid you not, and they got rid of it because the network president that took the job, she was a female, and she didn't want to have boxing on her network. I kid you not! Yeah, and Pedro, in in uh, 
in February 93. I was on Tuesday Night Fights. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Dave Jacobs was the executive producer, I believe, at that point in time. And, of course, O'Grady and one of the Albert brothers handled it. But it was, it was a place to go every Tuesday night for a boxing fan. And when USA took that away, just because this female, the female CEO decided, I don't like boxing. And they told her, look, it's, it's, it's a winning program. It's giving us great ratings. She goes, we can do better with something else. So they replaced it with a movie. Yeah, they replace it with a movie. Anyway, um, pound for pound, does Oleg Usyk have a shot when he challenges Anthony Joshua in a few weeks? Uh, no, I think he, I think he pulls out an early lead. I think he, uh, he, he shows his stuff early on, and I think Joshua just mauls him down and wears him down, and eventually stops him. Probably nine, ten rounds somewhere around there, I think. But is is Usyk a sharpshooter enough to where he could shoot that left cross or a right cross in between? Joshua's gloves and catch him on the chin. He seems to be able to place. He has good punch placement. Usyk does. Yeah, yeah, but he struggled with Chisora. That's the thing that's uh, that, that 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 got me alarmed. Okay, you know. And Chisora, of course, the the uh, the UK workhorse, no doubt about that. Now, Tyson Fury, what's happening with Tyson Fury? You you work with some people in his camp. What's he doing? I just got off the phone to one of them. Funny enough, he's just working out, working out. He's very, very disillusioned and annoyed obviously about the decisions that have been made recently and um he's just trying to work things out he's still he's still training he was on his facebook the other day running through a through a council estate having fun with everyone he's just he's just ticking over doing what tyson does you know but but uh, do we have a date on that fight at all is it set is it not going to happen what's going on with him well um i'll know that um shortly i'm going to speak to his uh, his agent again shortly um so I'll update you on that when I, when I speak to him, and he'll uh, he'll tell me exactly where we're up to with that. But I mean, I, I, it's got to come off soon. There's no two ways about it. I mean, they, they've, they've they've just been stalling the guy and putting him in a in a pasture field to graze for too long now. Something's got to happen. Something's got to break, and it's got to it's got to happen. You know, I I I'm gonna go off subject just for a second. I think that you know I have some friends of mine that listen to the show, and they're I'm not gonna name them, okay? But they won't take the vaccine. So I think that not taking the vaccine is sort of like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. Can you see the comparison there? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just I just can't believe it. I mean, these are people that I've known for a long time, and they don't want to talk to me. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't want to pick up the phone. They're like, it's like. I've got cooties because I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Anyway, pound for pound, what do you think of David Benavides? I like him. I think he's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with him. Okay. Do you think he's got, he think he's be the guy, the heir apparent to Canelo Alvarez for the Mexican uh, crown? Canelo Alvarez, that's a big set of boots and a big set of gloves to, to, uh, to, to to replace, you know. Okay. I mean, Canelo's only ever lost one fight. That was to Floyd Mayweather. Um, you know, has he improved since the Mayweather fight? Definitely. I don't know. I, I don't know. He's, he, but he's a great. He's, a, he's a, you know he is a great fighter. Um, and you can't take that away from. Him. So they're, they're they're maybe too early to replace him just yet. Okay. Did Ernie Shavers have a birthday of late? Thirty first of August, just coming up. Just coming up. How old will he be? And he will be 78, I believe. He born wow. in 44, 1944. So he's, yes, yeah, so 78 coming up. You know, the hardest puncher in boxing, and yet he's like a, he's like a, like a teddy bear. 
I mean, he's like he's like a soft little guy. I mean, he really is. I mean, the hardest puncher in boxing, and and I expected him to when I interviewed him the first time, I expected him to come off like tough and and it was just the exact opposite. He was the most lovable, likable guy, like like he was like a puppy. Mm. I've, 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 I don't know if you've got enough time, but I can tell you a true story about Ernie. I can tell you. Run it off. When, run it off in two minutes. Let's go. Okay. Right, me and Ernie's working in a, in a wine bar in Liverpool many years ago now. And these big, big guys turn up, huge guys, like weightlifters. Anyway, they're all over Ernie. Ernie Shavers, greatest punch ever, all getting photographs taken, this, that, and the other. An hour later, they cause trouble in the bar. We get them outside. We say, listen, guys, you can't do that. You've got to go. So they're outside. One of the guys tries to pick a fight with Ernie. I pulled Ernie backwards. This big guy, the biggest one of us, got Ernie by the shoulder going, this is the greatest punch in heaven in history. Leave this guy alone. Don't start trouble with him. Kapow! Steals the right-hand shot on Ernie. Unbelievable shot. Sucker shot. Ernie, sucker shot, yeah. Ernie touches down with one knee, jumps back up. with never even took a one count. By the time 60 seconds were over, there was eight bodies flat out all over the floor. Wow. He knocked every, every single one out. Wow. Every single one. When the police came, they said, "What happened here?" I said, "Oh, they got in a fight with some people, and you know, some they, they've all they've all left. As long as you're okay, Mister Shavers, that's fine." <laughs> right. Well, Kenny, always a pleasure, man. Say hello to the family. I thank you for your time. No doubt about that. You are like boxing goodwill ambassador, man, and we feel blessed to have you when we do. No problem at all. Always glad to help. Yeah, and he stays up late for us, too, folks. He's in the U.K. Thank you so much, Kenny Rainford. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide at WBC-TV. Of course, coming to you live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio Channel 217, the American Forces Network, Cable Radio Network, iTunes, Stitcher.com. Can I keep going? Bottom line is we are live on Twitch.tv, Sports Byline USA Channel, and, 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 VTV, the WBC-TV channel. You are tuned to Ring Talk, but you know that. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 That's 800-215-6812 you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. If you're into collectibles, there's only one way to go, and that's with Andy Maddock. You can get in touch with Andy by calling him at 
888-888-0533 or by going to andybuyscards.com. Whether you're interested in buying or selling any kind of collectible, it's time to get in touch with the one and only Andy Maddock. Call Andy at 805-657-0533 or go to andybuyscards.com. That's andybuyscards.com. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. But can I tell you something? Huh? I play high, high school football. Mm-hmm. Football is that's a tough sport. Compared to boxing, it, I mean, it's much tougher than boxing. I mean, it, I, I enjoy it while I'm playing, but it's a tough, tough sport. I thank God that I did play when I started boxing. When I got tired from working hard, I thought of a, a football day. I kept it on going. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Ernie, Cha- Ernie Shavers, the hardest puncher in boxing, no doubt about that. George Foreman told me that, Larry Holmes told me that, that you, can, you can see his punches coming and they still knock you down. In other words, most guys that knock me down, there were three or four guys that knocked me down, always knocked me down with hooks, never got hit. Never got hit with a direct shot, like a right hand coming at me or a left hand coming at me. It was always hooks from the side. Somehow I got susceptible. So those right hooks from the southpaw was nasty. Anyway, the bottom line is um, Larry told me that you can see Ernie's punches coming at you. So when you brace for it, you know, you can brace for it. This day you forget, hey, you know, I can deal with it. No, you can't deal with it. He still knocks you down. Bottom line is that's how hard he hits. Turned pro in 1969, retired in 1995. Um, 74 and 14, 68 KOs. He stopped seven times and had one draw. Of course, a challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship against the great Larry Holmes. May Larry, um, I talked to him, I guess, about 10 days ago. He was rocking and rolling in eastern Pennsylvania, still the mayor of Easton, no doubt about that, the unelected mayor. Of course, when people tell me, where's Larry Merch's file? What's Larry Holmes' office number? I tell them, call the mayor's office in, in, in eastern Pennsylvania. And of course, I guess they have got a few calls over the years. Bottom line is, I miss Larry. Um, let's talk about the USC on ESPN last night. Now, you know I'm Dana White's biggest fan. Not. I wish Dana White would just, like, disappear, go away. Um, but then again, they just get another guy to replace Dana White. You know what I'm saying? Because Dana White, in my opinion, is the greatest exploitator of humans on the planet. I mean, as I said before, when I worked as a cop in San Francisco, I knew some pimps. Pimps, you know, guys that, that had hookers on the street. So they had sex workers on the street. Now, if they were paying their sex workers what Dana White's paying his fighters, the sex workers will be on the first Greyhound bus to Cleveland, Ohio, or Denver. 
Colorado. I kid you. They'd be out of town in a minute because you can't expect anybody to work for eight or ten cents on the dollar, maybe even fifteen cents on the dollar. But guess what? That's what Dana's paying those guys. At the very most, it's fifteen to eighteen percent. On I mean, I've seen these different estimates, and Dana's come up and says, "Well, I won't argue with you if you say we pay eighteen percent." So eighteen percent in the NBA. I think it's a 50-50 type of split. In the uh, National Football League, I think it's a 50-50 type of split. Now, I'm not trying to say they need to go 50-50 with the UFC, but, man, the UFC made $290 million last year. $290, they grossed $290 million bucks. And only 8 to 10%, 8 to 10% of that went to fi- paying for the fighters. In other words, when these guys have these fights, and, and I try to tell you, I mean, I'll go through this card here, and there was a couple guys that, that, that aren't going to be able to fight or look right for a while, and, and what did they get, like ten grand? You get ten grand, you get destroyed. You can't blah, 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 mumbling for like four or five months. You, your ears ringing, this and that. Bottom line is, these UFC fights produce injuries that we've never seen before. We just never. Seen, I mean, maybe you've been in an emergency room, like a trauma center, like SF General, Mission Emergency, something like that. Uh, you've seen injuries like that coming in, but not usually in the combat sports world. Okay, not from boxing anyway. But this is like people kicking each other, kneeing each other, choking people, choking each other out. Anyway, I'll get to last night's results. The UFC from. Uh, the Apex Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, that's their little arena. Jared Kariner won a decision over Kelvin Gaslam. Gaslam was like, like lost like nine of his last twelve fights, like at least so nine of something like that. Anyway, had a bad, bad role and never seemed to recover. Mark Madsen beat Clay Guida. Clay Guida's got to be about ninety-five years old. That's how bad the UFC is hurting for personnel. That they're grabbing up, they're digging up guys like that were like two or three years ago were fighting in semi-main events. Clay Guida, I kid you not. He's always a tough guy, but. Way past the speaking. Guida got beat by a, uh, a split decision. Parker Porter, he beat Chase Sherman. Who's that? I don't know. Bottom line is all these guys you just don't know about. You don't know them because the USC is really hurting for names. In fact, I'm looking at down the card. This was one woman's fight on the card. Josiane Nunes, sounds like she's from Brazil, beat Bea Malecki. That was a KO, first-round punch, uh, four minutes and 54 seconds in. Outside of that, I don't see nothing on that card that jumps out. And the USC, of course, is hurting. Dana White suffered one of his worst humiliations as far as pay-per-view sales were concerned last week, of course, when he put on that, that uh, USC interim heavyweight bout. Of course, the USC heavyweight champion is Francis Ngannou. Every FMA fighter in the world knows that. I mean, without a doubt, Ngannou's the man. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. It was sort of like, like who's the president? The president's president Joe Biden. It's like, who's the champion of the USC? The top champion of the USC is Francis Ngannou. Anyway, Dana White didn't want to pay him the money. He was supposedly wanted. So, you know, Ngano plays hardball. Dana plays hardball. Dana ends up coming up with a a, uh, a uh, interim title fight. He's got two champions now in the heavyweight division. Good luck with that one. But again, again, Dana White does the way he does things the way he wants. So he's just a pimp, and I'm just not into him whatsoever. I'm looking at the rest of the UFC card for the rest of the year. Nothing jumps out except the UFC 268. Of course, Alexander Volkanovsky, the world featherweight champion, a monster, no doubt about that, taking on. The pretty boy from L.A., the once beaten Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega, look, he fought so... They used to say... I can't say that on the air. Um, they used to compare... Richard Pryor used to compare Sugar Ray Robinson as a fighter, but I can't use that, that, that comparison on the air. I just couldn't do it. But that's how pretty Brian Ortega was. I mean, he just... He was pretty. He could fight. He was articulate. He was setting up charity events and little uh, foundations, amateur foundations, backing amateur athletes, backing poor people, feeding people in East L.A., the whole nine yards. He was going to be the next poster boy, not only for the world of MMA, but the world of combat sports at large. He was going to be like like Manny Pacquiao was in the Philippines in L.A. Okay, more power to him. But then again, he got into a fight with Max Holloway, and, of course, Max was a champion at that point in time, and I thought that Brian had a good chance of winning, but 
he wasn't a you know no cinch domino. Never nobody's ever a cinch with Max Holloway. So Max Holloway starts beating on Brian or- Brian Ortega. He cuts him over one eye. He cuts him so bad it was just one of those horrible horrible wounds. I mean it was a, hor- it was a wound. It wasn't a cut. It was a wound. Okay, and he's bleeding like a sieve. So they let him bleed for a couple of rounds. He can't see out of the eye, and he gets get beating on. Kids keep he keeps getting beat on and beat on and beat on and beat on. And Max Holloway's Beating on him like, you know, like one of those, those timbale players. Like Roberto Duran playing the timbale. As a kid, you know, just beating on him like a drum time and time again. And it went like, like went into the fourth round. And these are five-minute rounds. This guy's getting killed. Nobody wanted to help him out. All three entities that are put in position to save his life, to prevent him from getting hurt, all three entities failed him. The referee, he should be arrested for personating an official. The corner man, this is a guy that... That's supposed to have your best interests at hand. This is a guy that's supposed to be like be your father. You know, I mean, this this is the guy that tells you no, 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 no more tonight. If you've gotten beat up, no, no more tonight. We'll stop. We'll come back another day. But they didn't do that with Brian Ortega. The corner failed him. The referee failed him. And most importantly, the doctor failed him. The doctor didn't stop the fight. They ended up stopping the fight in the corner. They didn't stop the fight in the corner. It was the doctor really didn't jump in and stop the fight. The doctor had the opportunity. The referee had the opportunity. The corner had the opportunity. And they just let this guy go out and continue to take more of a beating. He has a fight, I think, since, since that fight. And it was over. It'll be two years, I believe, or maybe almost three. But two years in, in December. It'll be two years in December since he fought Max Ortega. At the end of the day, Brian Ortega <coughs> is damaged goods. <coughs> Co-feature UFC 268, Valentina Shevchenko going to take on Lauren Murphy. That's a women's flyweight bout. That's going to be a championship bout. I believe, yeah, it is a championship bout at 125 pounds. Nick Diaz. That's right. Nick Diaz is back. Of course, a kid from Stockton, California. He's been on the show in the past. He saw my wall of fame out here. Nick Diaz, the bad boy of boxing, bad boy of MMA, the bad boy, period. I'll never forget when the uh, MMA world was going to go on CBS television about eight or ten years ago. And they had a t- they had a they had a card on TV and they're, they're putting it up for ratings. They're figuring out how these ratings are, so they're ready to sign this contract. And I think it was with Bellator. And then Nick Diaz and his brother Nick and Nate Diaz got into a fight and started a riot on TV. Riot on TV. Riot on CBS television. So CBS canceled their foray into the world of mixed martial arts because of the Diaz brothers. But Nick Diaz coming back against Robbie Lawler. Two old guys getting on at welterweight. Good luck on that one. Curtis Blades is back as a heavyweight, taking on Javis Singh. I always thought this guy was a mark. Javicento Rosenetruk. He's a big, tall guy, a uh, good kickboxer, but I think he's a mark in the world of, of uh, the UFC. Jessica Andrade is going to be on the card. She's a flyweight, and she can fight, no doubt about it. Taking on Sylvia Calvello. I thought they fought before. Anyway, Marion Moraes is going to be on the card. Taking on Morab Divishil. Uh, Divishil supposedly can fight. Moraes has had better times, I think. Outside of that, there's nobody else on the card. Straight up, the UFC is hurting for personnel. And, of course, doing that thing on pay-per-view last week with the interim title did nothing for him. It was the worst pay-per-view numbers he's had in, year, in years. And what can I say? i got to celebrate. When Dana White takes it on the chin, we celebrate around here. Sorry, this is the way it is. Anyway, as far as the rest of the schedule is concerned, Dana White and his schedule suck. It just there's nothing happening. Pound for pound in the world of boxing. Saul Alvarez, obviously, still the champion. No doubt about that. Pound for pound king. What is he, 56-1? and one, That one loss to Floyd Mayweather when he had two left feet. And take it, he, had, he had two left feet. He couldn't move. He was such a, a limited fighter back then. And, of course, Mayweather took the uh, payday because he realized he could fight this Mexican superstar at that point in time, the Julio Cesar Chavez, the up-and-coming Julio Cesar Chavez of Mexico. He could fight him at a point where he was still green like guacamole. And that's what uh, Canelo was at night. But he's glad the 
That one loss, and of course he had one draw before that, and the one draw, of course, to Gennady Golovkin. Speaking of Golovkin, 41-1-1, where is he? He should be on the side of milk cartons. He should be a missing, missing in action. Where are you, Triple G? I mean, you're, what is he? He's 30, 30, 39 years old, man. 39 years old. You'll be 40 if you know it. You saw what happened to Manny Pacquiao last night. You need to take the advantage of your youth while you can. Anyway, also on the pound-for-pound pound list, Earl Spence, of course, he bruised with the bruised retina. 27-0, had some surgery this past week. Of course, coming to us the south side of DeSoto, a.k.a. Dallas, Texas, the welterweight champion of the WBC. The... Uh, Number five, number four guy, according to the box rec here, is Anthony Joshua, and we'll pass on him. Terrence Crawford, the greatest fighter to ever come out of Omaha, Nebraska, which says nothing. Okay, you know, Socrates Palmer thinks he's the greatest, one of the great fighters, top three fighters in the world. Hector Martinez thinks he's one of the top three fighters in the world. How, why do they think that when he really hasn't really fought a whole lot of guys? I mean, he, well, he told me, like three or four years ago in Cuba, I keep repeating the story. But Crawford told me, I want to be known as one of the great fighters. I said, what do you mean great fighters? He goes, <clears throat> great like Leonard, like Duran, like Hagler, like Hearns, like those guys. I want, to be like one, I want to be like those guys. Well, you can't be like those guys fighting the guys that he wants to fight. You just can't. I mean, there was a chance for him to step up and fight Earl Spence. They could have done this fight a few months ago. Um, maybe Spence's eye would have popped up then. But the bottom line is they could have done this fight. But man, Terrence Crawford said, no, I won't take 40%. Or I, want, I, want, I, want, I want 60%. I won't take 50%. They want to do it at 50-50. Spence said, cool, I'm cool on 50-50. What's his name? Said, no, I'm not cool on 50-50. I want 60-40. Anyway, anyway, Terrence Crawford negotiated himself out of a fight. Bottom line is, I don't think he really wants to fight anybody. And now at 147 pounds, I think he's looking for easy paydays. Now, people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but it's just the way it is. I mean, who has he beaten? Sean Porter? Speaking of Sean Porter... Sean's seen better days. Well, no doubt about that. Teofimo Lopez, the world lightweight champion. What's happening with Teo? Of course, the man that shocked the world when he took up Priscilla Lomachenko just took him apart. That was in uh, uh, October of last year. Just took him apart. Of course, a 12-round decision. No doubt about that. Lomachenko now 14-2. But the undefeated lightweight champion, 16-0, had some COVID issues, had COVID issues in the camp. He's supposed to take on... This guy, that guy, now is off again. So the bottom line is he has no fight scheduled. And this is bad for him because I don't think he's the most disciplined guy in the world. I mean, after that last fight with Lomachenko, he got real fat. I could tell he got fat. He got heavy. The, ear, the, heavy, the, the skin around his ears was starting to, starting to hang down. So he got heavy, okay? And, of course, he knocked off the weight and he got himself in shape and the fights didn't happen. But the bottom line is... I think he may have a discipline problem. He's a young dude. I mean, he's not like he's like 24 years old. If you got a, if you got a discipline problem at 24, what does that mean for the rest of your career? You are tuned to Ring Talk Live World and quite worldwide, and of course WBC TV. Speaking of WBC, you can check out the WBC's interactive website at wbcboxing.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but hey, you know that. Just what to do. I'm great. Thank you, Pedro. I'm great. I feel great.
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Doran's Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Doran's for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you. With the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. <laughs> Good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. I went to penitentiary. Gene Wilder, I did a movie. I went to, not me personally. I mean, I went to do a film in penitentiary. Um, <laughs> and it was, I was up there six weeks, Arizona State Penitentiary. It was something. Oh, you're applauding for that? <laughs> Arizona State Penitentiary, real popular. <laughs> oh, man, it was strange because it's like 80% black people. And what's strange about that is that there are no black people in Arizona. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Clap your hands, sir. Stop being racist. Clap your hands. Okay, let's go. Wrapping up another two-hour edition of Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC-TV on the WBC-TV channel, of course, brought to you by Veeve.TV. Check them out. 
We're rocking and rolling 24-7. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I thank you so much for tuning in. But I do want to mention this. There was a scary moment Saturday night when unbeaten featherweight Mark Magaiso knocked out uh, Julio Say in the 10th round of WBC featherweight title eliminator. According to WBC president Mauricio Suleiman, he said that Seha's status uh, from the doctor, he said he still spoke with Dent Dwayne Ford, who supervised last night's fight and has been in close contact with Bob Bennett about uh, Julio Seha and the report is favorable as there's no brain bleed, but an orbital fracture. In other words, he broke this bone in his face, but the bottom line is there's no brain bleed right on the Nevada State Athletic Commission jumping in there right when they should have. Man, you know, Brain bleeds, people say to me, oh, what's a brain bleed? Brain bleeds a concussion. You never want to have your brain bleed if you can't, if it's, if it's avoidable. In fact, concussions, that's what leads to being punch drunk. Concussions on top of concussions, that's what happens to fighters in the gym. Too many guys I saw over the years when I was growing up would get dropped in the gym, get knocked out in the gym, and the next day they'd be boxing again. Concussion on concussion. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, 37, make that 38 plus years now. You're inside looking to the world of boxing. Of course, we are brought to you by the World Boxing Council, Mauricio, President Mauricio Suleiman. You can check out their website, their interactive website. they got a lot of stuff going on, wbcboxing.com. I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank my producer, Scott Cuddy, of course, and thank Kenny Rayford, my man, the great ambassador from the U.K. Until next week, keep your hands up, keep your chin down, but most importantly, don't forget, Ring Talk Live Worldwide 24-7. This is your inside look in the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Beef TV Live!